Hey team, I want you to meet Shri Opti, VP of Revenue at TripleByte. But first, here's what Patrick Coleman said about Shri. Shri Opti, the VP of Revenue at TripleByte, uh, is a great guy in TripleByte. It's a fantastic business, uh, big fans, and and really anybody operating kind of in the space to make it easier for for more people to you know get jobs in coding and kind of realize the benefits of the internet economy. Um, big big fans of Shri. What are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? Yeah. So um, the first way that, you know, constitutes a good portion of our revenue is um, inbound traffic. And inbound traffic is an interesting challenge for TripleByte because we have two products that serve the same customer base, but two very different needs of our customers. So our first product, which is free triple byte screen is a self-serve kind of, um, product led growth, uh, go to market that enables technical recruiters to incorporate assessments into their hiring pipeline. Our other paid product, which is a pure sales driven go to market strategy, um, enables technical recruiters to source qualified engineers who have already taken technical assessments um, onto uh, their teams and into their hiring pipeline. And so being really clear about messaging, about the needs of the person that is coming inbound and routing them to the right motion um, is one of the key ways that we convert our market um, into revenue. The other way would be outbound. And our outbound strategy is fortunate enough to be um, targeted towards companies who very clearly telegraph their needs for software engineers. So we can drive a lot of our outbound strategy by listening to software engineer job postings on ATSs, on public job boards, on a variety of data sources and make sure that our outbound strategy is timely to when the volume of roles that a company has open for software engineers experiences a substantial increase. And so we can be having those key conversations right when recruiters are feeling the need for increased pipeline most acutely. And then our final way is making the recruiters that work on our platform uh, champions for their product. So we want every single recruiter that interacts with our product that you know may move on to another company to want to bring uh, TripleByte's hiring and sourcing tools into their new organization and kind of grow the number of champions that we have out there in the market by delivering a great experience to our customers. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? Yeah. So the first difficult problem on the go-to-market side um, would be finding expectations for the average performance of account executives. So we were seeing very much a barbell distribution in the performance of different account executives. And we weren't sure you know, what we could expect average performance to be that we could set goals around that were motivating to both um, performers that we would want to keep 
performers who were going to, you know, blow the goals out of the water and um, effectively manage away people who are going to consistently miss those goals. And so it took a lot of digging into the specific processes of the AEs, how quickly they were responding to different components and messaging in their sales cycle, listening to a lot of gong calls that um, led us to kind of recalibrate our training programs and produce more and more account executives that were performing at the top end of the barbell and eventually um, move up the average performance of the team and set reasonable goals for all of the individual AEs. The second hard problem, which actually dovetails well with the first one, was scaling our BDR team. And a big component to scaling our BDR team that was challenging was maintaining win rates on outbound opportunities and ensuring that AEs were treating outbound opportunities with um, an effective strategy uh, that gave customers like more care and attention than the average inbound account may need. Obviously, we want to care and be attentive to all the customers in the sales process, but in terms of prioritization and where incremental efforts might lead to incremental wins, um, we wanted to make sure that you know, time was being allocated there. And our final third problem that we recently overcame was understanding what drives renewals. So after a customer has been sold, um, what exactly are the success metrics that um, we need to look at and have our customers achieve in order for them to have a very, very high probability of renewing. And so looking at all the data across our lap subscriptions on a normalized basis, which was quite a challenge for um, you know our data team and marrying that with anecdotal and qualitative information provided by our account management team um, led us to a really, really clear understanding of exactly the results we need to deliver through our product for our customers in order for them to continue to see value and renew with us um, for their continued recruiting success. What are three roadblocks that you're working on now? Three roadblocks right now. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, the um, two products that we have, Triple Byte Screen and Triple Byte Hire, have two completely different go-to-market motions. And while that's been an effective strategy for growing revenue, it does make the marketing of those two products, both on you know our website, as well as content marketing, as well as lifecycle marketing, extremely challenging. And um, a sub-challenge of that, which I'll say is like another big roadblock, is developing consistent messaging and keeping cohesion across the products so that we're not pitching value propositions to um, you know one group of customers that they may feel um, or they may get more leverage out of in another product. So like we don't want to tell screening customers that we're helping increase their hiring pipeline when in reality that's like the main value prop of our hire product. And that kind of dovetails really well with the third problem 
is driving, um, you know, cross product upsells and uh, having customers use both of our products. Because they have this two different sales motion, the type of customers that come into uh, both of the products and become users and adopters very often have completely divergent profiles. And narrowing into the subset of customers that have needs for both of our products, identifying them in a scalable way and assigning, uh, you know, tasks to our account managers or to our um, customer support team to kind of drive that double product adoption is something we're still working on and refining. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, so one of the mental models I find most effective when thinking through how we want to approach our users, how we want to approach decisions internally, how we want to approach our market um, is starting from the outcome. So looking at what is the output that we want to achieve from any given scenario. Um, if it's a user, they've already paid for the product. What is it that that user wants at the end of the day from our product? If we're in an internal discussion about personnel, about um, allocation of resources, what is the end goal that we're trying to achieve? And having everyone kind of grounded in that thinking helps uh, clarify and make more efficient a lot of the discussions and decision-making around those processes. Um, one great example I'd give is we were recently doing a lot of user research and brainstorming on how we could make our sourcing product more effective to our users. And starting with the outcome, our users want to hire software engineers. And what our user research showed is at the end of the day, they don't care as much how that gets done as long as the engineers are quality and um, that are meeting their goals. And so if they could push a button and hire software engineers, that would be the most ideal outcome for all of our users. Sourcing isn't something that recruiters love doing. And so starting from the outcome here inspired us to kind of fully automate the sourcing process, which led to a feature which is actually um, launching today that's going to give our customers a huge lift in the efficiency that our product brings to their workflow, automatically matching them with candidates who want to talk to companies and you know, making their workflow now, logging into our platform and only connecting with people who are already interested in working at their company. And so starting from the outcome gave us the ability to um, have that kind of thinking and drive uh, that type of result for our customers. Um, a second mental model that kind of supports this is um, MISI frameworks. So it's a bit of a consulting buzzword, but I actually think it's really effective in breaking all the components of a journey into mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive pieces. Um, and so 
mutually exclusive means that there's no overlap between these pieces and collectively exhaustive means that together they kind of paint the whole picture of a funnel, of a customer journey, of a internal process, whatever it might be. And the reason I think this is a powerful mental model is because it really drives you to fully understand every component of a funnel or a process in order for you to claim that it's mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive. And you have to do the work and really dig into, for example, if you're categorizing a customer base, like what does a customer segmentation across a particular behavior really look like? And that leads you to, well, why is that behavior so different in these two different segments of our customer base? And so thinking through that framework really helps to uncover like more lines of investigation and brainstorming that can eventually help you kind of deliver more value to your market and uh, eventually grow your revenue. Um, the third one, um, which kind of like powers uh, the prior is a bias to action. And this is something that, you know, you definitely want to screen for in your hiring processes. It's something we really value at TripleByte. Um, but once you kind of have that um, categorization in place, it's pretty clear which of those categories are good and which of those categories are bad. And so having a bias to action to immediately try to like convert some of the customers, some of the prospects, some of, uh, you know, the whatever object it might be that you're dealing with in a negative state and take action to move them to a positive state uh, can help overall, like increase the velocity with which uh, your company moves and eventually delivers value to your customers and grows. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? So one thing we are able to do here at TripleByte, and I would highly encourage um, other teams to do if it fits into their, uh, if it works with the product that they're selling, is heavily, heavily dog fooding your product. Um, TripleByte's paid product is a marketplace to source engineers. And we have sourced the most engineers on our platform um, or not. Um, and so we source all of our engineering talent on there. This gives us a really good idea of what our marketplace looks like, the composition of it. Um, it gives us a really good insights into um, as we release features, what's broken, what's not. Having people at your company be day-to-day -day users of your product gives you another level of information um, that uh, you can't really uh, get any other way. The one kind of caveat to that is like, sometimes you can get over-biased to power users. So because you're kind of having these people in the product day-to-day, -day, you start to think more like a power user rather than the average user of your product. So that would be one like cautionary tale. You want to make sure that you're getting like that um, color from customer feedback and keeping a tight loop with your customers as well, but would highly recommend dog fooding the product whenever you can. Um, another technique is 
um, that can be informed by dog fooding is developing and communicating marketing from a position of expertise. So because we have such high close rates on engineers in our own hiring processes, because we're so efficient at recruiting engineers um, internally, we can take that and leverage it in our product marketing that gives us a way to reach customers who, regardless of whether or not they end up using our product, are genuinely curious about what things it might we might be doing differently um, that enable us to get the types of results both with our product and in the general hiring market um, that are addressing pain points um, that they're feeling pretty acutely. Um, the final thing I would say uh, go-to-market teams should try is insights marketing. I think um, if the activity on your platform can serve as some kind of proxy for a larger market. So in our case, the market for hiring software engineers, um, but in other customers' cases or in other companies' cases, um, you know, proxies for uh, payment volume in a market. One big thing during the supply chain crisis was like um, freight companies were talking through like what trends they were seeing. Um, that can also bring people who are really interested in that market into your sales process and help you uh, close more deals. So those would be the three techniques I'd uh, recommend go-to-market teams try. What are three questions you love to ask and why? I don't know if I can answer this well, to be honest with you, because they would just be the flip of my mental models. Whenever I approach a new situation, I'm like, okay, what, what, like, what are we trying to do? Like, what is the outcome here for the customer, for like the sales team? Like, what are we trying to drive to? Okay, like, what are all the pieces and steps between where the current state of the world is and what we want our outcome to be? And how do we like, what actions do we need to take to like eliminate those steps? Um, or make it like a very, very high conversion from one end of um, one state of the world to the other. And so like, those are always my three questions when I like see something new and uh, or trying to like explore a new product problem. And um, they served me well so far. Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? Great question. Um, so the first operator is a good friend of mine and she may be too busy right now, but I have to shout her out. Um, her name is Cynthia McGillis. She uh, leads revenue operations at a company called Vercel. Um, she is one of the most adaptable and uh, resilient people I've met. Um, there's never been a problem too big or too small that she hasn't been able to tackle both in kind of the traditional go-to-market sense, um, you know, managing revenue operations workflows, but also when we worked together at Lambda School, now known as Bloom Tech, you know, handling a lot of the more unconventional, you know, market to revenue funnel flows, namely um, the admissions and operations associated with admissions for students. I think 
you know, seeing someone excel in two very different areas um, is is extremely impressive. Um, but she's swamped right now, so I don't know if she'll be able to uh, uh, be a guest in the near term, but definitely someone you should talk to. Um, the second person is someone who works at TripleByte. Um, his name is Anshuk. He's the VP of growth here at TripleByte. Um, he fully manages our screening product and has taken that from zero to, you know, hundreds of and near thousand active monthly active users. Um, and, uh, he was before at LinkedIn helping with their certifications team has a really, really, um, you know, broad depth of experience and one of the best approaches to experimentation I've ever seen on like a growth and, uh, go to market side. Um, the third person I'd say is, um, Trey Knowles. Trey Knowles, uh, also works at Vercel and we also work together at, um, Bloom Tech. Um, and similarly, someone who excelled in kind of developing a sales motion for getting partner companies at Bloom Tech and is now selling a developer platform tool and leading a team of account executives, um, and kind of being able to um, outperform at two very different markets, very different motions, and kind of move from one to the other with um, unflinching enthusiasm is uh, something really admirable. So he would be the third person I would recommend. Thank you, Shri. What should people who love what you're saying go do next? Yeah. Um, if you're at all interested in hiring software engineers, I would highly recommend you check out Triple Byte Screen. It's a completely free product. We have a huge library of assessments um, spanning everything from, you know, traditional front end development, JavaScript, all the way to cutting edge assessments like solidity development and blockchain architecture. Um, so from web one to web three, we have all your uh, technical assessment needs covered. You can create an account for free and start sending assessments to prospective engineering candidates. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put Shri Opti on your go-to-market radar. If you can't recruit him, you can go join Shri's team over at TripleByte, or you can come join mine at Monograph. We're both hiring. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.